Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. to do something about Dig Dugs. Figar! We've got to take him out before he blows us off with that stupid vacuum gun. What is that anyways? Yes, Spookard, we've got to do this soon. And that terrible drill, he just knocks out part of the island. This is our home for crying out loud, Figar! It's bad for the environment. He's a Environmental torture. Terrorist. Terrorist. There's the word, Figar. I've got your back, Pootgas. Did you hear that? It's him. It's Dig Dug. Runs for your lives. You Runs. flank left. I'll flank right. I don't know directions. Watch out, he's got the vacuum blow-up gun thing. Oh no, he's got me! Oh no, you're fighting up like balloon! It's just a thin net, Pygar! Oh, disgusting! Oh, it's all over me, Pygar! Oh, I'll get you, Dig Dug. No, what are you doing with that drill? No, 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 this island is my home, we just want to be in peace. No, no, I'm going down, the whole island is sinking. I'll never ever listen to my favorite podcast again. Retro. I am one of your hosts, the calm, the collected Johnny Townsend, and with me, as always, is Trevor Franklin, your fun-loving grouch. <laughs> is that what you is that what you got uh, your lone out? Yeah, yeah. A fun-loving grouch. Do you think younger people see us and they're like, "There's just a couple of just grumpy old men"? <laughs> if I share my opinion freely, they would definitely see me that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least you play Fortnite. I just look at it and cry. Well, Trevor, speaking of Fortnite, which has nothing to do with what I'm actually about to bring up, uh, it's another week of Retro Blist. Yeah. That's a good thing, right? Uh, The verdict is out. To some. Yeah. To some, it's a good thing. To us, it's a great thing. Yeah. You know what else is great? Oh, I have an idea. It's Vegemite. Oh, yeah. That's right. This episode of Retro Blist is unknowingly brought to you by Vegemite, the great Australian company that has graciously, unknowingly again, I can't stress that enough, mm-hmm. uh, sponsored us, Trevor Vegemite. Did you know, now this is true, mm-hmm. not only is it mighty, it's amazing, mm-hmm. but you can put it on waffles. Wow. Waffles, Trevor. I, I actually literally cannot imagine it on waffles, that's how amazing it is. I, I mean, do you like waffles? Yeah. You want to like them even more than you already do? Sure. Let's put some Vegemite on those waffles. Oh, man. You know what else it'll go on? Steak. Do you like steak? Absolutely. You can put Vegemite on said steak. So let's say I got like a $40 cut of, of filet mignon. 
and I buy this $2 jar of Vegemite. Yeah. And just spread it all over the filet mignon. Yeah. And the whole steak will taste like Vegemite. That's right. That is awesome. That is the best idea you've ever had. It is. You're turning that $40 steak into a $75,000 steak. Amazing. Easily. And also, Trevor, last thing. I mean, this is not the last thing. You can put Vegemite on anything. Uh But the last thing I'm going to mention is noodles. Noodles. You can put the amazing Vegemite on noodles, Trevor. Noodles. Man, I thought spaghetti was good already. But we can make it even better with Vegemite. Vegemite. Amazing. Thank you, Vegemite. Uh, please uh, go check them out whenever you get a chance and uh, tell them that we sent you. <laughs> It'll be like, who's that? Because yeah. they're just going to play it cool. Yeah, they're going to play it cool. That's yeah. all they're going to do. Yeah. They told us they were going to do this. Yeah. Whenever you bring up Richard List to them, they're going to first act like they've never heard of us before. Mm-hmm. But they've they've heard of us. Winky wink. Wink wink, yeah. yes. So make sure you wink at them when you're talking to them. Yes. Wink wink. Richard Bliss sent us. Wink yeah. wink. Yeah. And then you'll get a 10% off. We can't confirm that. <laughs> Hey Johnny, yeah, what do we do here at Retro Bliss? I have no idea. I've been trying to figure uh, it out for a long time. We play retro video games. Oh yeah, we do do that. We sit down together. <laughs> I said do do. Play them. Uh huh. And uh, then we tell you, hey, do they still hold up? Are they not any good? Maybe they were never any good. Maybe they're still awesome. Yeah, we don't know. That's our job. That's what <laughs> our job. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do. We do. Uh, thankfully, due to our awesome patrons, which we're about to talk about, uh, we oh, do yeah. uh, make a little bit of a quiche. Some case from that. That's how we were able to eat lunch today. Yes. So thank you all. Uh, so we gotta be the most open, honest podcast yeah. of all time. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think we've been pretty yeah. honest. On a scale of one to ten, how sad are you today? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not too sad. I'm not either. We played a game, and we got we got something pretty cool planned for this episode. Okay. Besides our blathering. Oh yeah, we do. That's right. Because you may have noticed from the title of this episode, not only are we covering Dig Dug Two, which was our randomly drawn Patreon pick for August. That's right. Or for September, sorry. Go to Patreon slash RetroBlist. Yeah. And of course, Johnny, if you're on Patreon, if you donate at the $1 level. Just only a dollar, Trevor? Only a dollar. Now, Trevor, let me ask you this. Let's say I got four quarters, right? And and uh, I can either... I really don't have time for your math lesson. Okay. But what if I have four... Just hear me out. This is important. All right, I have four... That makes a dollar, uh-huh. right? Four quarters. I can do that math. Okay. I yeah. take said dollar... And I decide, you know what? For this month, I'm going to toss it to those guys at Retro Blessed. Mm. What do I get for doing that? Uh, a hard time. Okay. But also, yep. on every episode, your name will be shouted out, which is priceless, frankly. That's right. It's so priceless that most of the people beg us not to do it. But perhaps even <laughs> as important, we have at least one bonus episode right there on the Patreon page every single month. And you get to listen to it. Even at the lowest level, the dollar level, you get to listen to all our bonus episodes. And that's exciting because this month of September, we're going to have an episode all about the PlayStation Classic and we're going to compare it to the N64 Classic, which isn't even a thing yet. Yeah, it's, that's how cool we are. It's a twinkle in the eye of Nintendo right now. Yes. They've kind of hinted at it pretty uh, majorly recently. And I might even throw in the Neo Geo Mini in there, which is a cool thing I'm getting excited about. That's right. So, that's right. but before yeah. we get to any of that, Trevor, yeah, uh, Patreon picked this game for us. Yep, Dig Dug Two. Dig Dug Two. Now, if you go back through the illustrious history of Retro Bliss, you would know that we've never covered the first Dig Dug, which many would consider, myself too, a classic. Absolutely. Do you want to just talk a little bit about our history with Dig Dug? Exactly. That's what I was leading towards. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I have really, really warm memories of Dig Dug, despite. 
I think the first version of Dig Dug I legit owned was on the Namco Museum for the Game Boy Advance. Okay, that's yeah. the first time I remember actually owning the game because I never had any Atari at all. Now, let me um, ask you this. Did you ever see it or play it in the arcade? Yes. So, my memories of Dig Dug, and I was actually, I meant to look this up. So, my neighbor, she had a Magnavox Odyssey, which was the first game system I ever played, along with, and this is where I get fuzzy. I thought it was just an Atari 2600, but now I'm starting to wonder if maybe it was a 5800. This 5, is also, just so people know, this is the same neighbor <laughs> who uh, would at first invite us over to swim in her awesome pool. Mm-hmm. And then apparently they learned from their mistakes and they made it clear that we were not to be over there again. <laughs> yes, yes. Great, great memories there. Yeah. But when they were nice to us. Yeah, which was sometimes, to be fair. I remembered this Dig Dug, not this game, the first Dig Dug. And I, and I thought it was so cool. Just the digging, it sounds silly now, but just the digging yeah. was such a cool thing. And uh, so the fact that there even was a Dig Dug 2 kind of surprised me, to be honest, because I have good memories of the original. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I played this in the arcade a number of times. I oh, was, you played the second one in the arcade? No, the first one. Oh, okay. The first one. I was lucky enough that my parents, whenever we would go to arcades... They not only would let me look at the games, but my dad would always toss me a couple of quarters. Yeah. And I could actually play them. Is that a knock against me? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I got to watch a bunch of arcade games. Yes. Uh, track mode. Yes. <laughs> so I've I played this game quite a bit, the first one. I never even knew there was a sequel until not too long ago. I know. Maybe, maybe we should mention what the first Dig Dug is in case some people are listening. Because I think that's significant. Yeah. So the first Dig Dug, you're... Going down vertically, you're digging into the ground. Think of it as like on those there's certain parts of Mario Two where you're digging through uh, the sands and stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's just as obscure as Dig Dug. Oh, is it? <laughs> I've played so much Mario Two, I've never else had. I don't know. Maybe that helps some people. I can't think of anything better to compare it to. Okay, there was a game called Mister Driller. <laughs> See, I don't know what that is. That's even more obscure. So, to help you understand what Dig Dug is, there's this obscure Japanese only game. No. <laughs> No, but yeah, you're digging down into the earth, yeah, and you're trying to blow up enemies. I, I don't know what it is. It's an air pump gun, uh, something like. I never that. looked it up. Yeah, but you literally blow up the enemies, and you can like if you take the soil out from under rocks, they'll fall and crush enemies. Or you, if you think of it, it's actually very violent. It's a very violent game. <laughs> but Dig Dug was awesome and super yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah. But this is Dig Dug Two, and I have to say, the game I'll compare this most to. And I think this is irrefutable. This is a subjective opinion. Okay. Dig Dug 2, the game it's the most similar to, is Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link. Right. Zelda 2? Yeah, let that set in. I'm trying to. That's because <laughs> okay. you take the original Zelda, and it's I, top down. Okay, okay, I see where you're And Zelda 2 is yeah. like, okay, forget all that. This, well, that's what Dig Dug 2 does. Because I was going to give <laughs> the game that it reminded me of, just in how it looks and kind of, not really how it plays, but it plays sort of similar in a way is Trog, a game we did cover oh, yeah. for this. I, get, I got a lot of Trog feelings oh, yeah. from this game. Yeah, I was being ridiculous. It's nothing like Zelda 2. No, your, your, uh, your explanation, though, does make sense because Zelda yes. 2 is different from the first and the third one. About as much as possible. Yeah. And this game is it's not even a vertical view. It's a top-down view. Um, we'll get into all that. But it's a totally different game. Right. But the objective is still the same. Blow up the enemies, or in this case, knock them into the ocean. Right. So, and this is a top-down... It's kind of a puzzler game, would you... I think it is. Yeah, it's a. It was originally an arcade game, like Trog, which you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, it was originally an arcade game. Action. I'll say it's in the exact same category as the original Dig Dug. It's very much an arcade game, but with yeah. some light puzzle elements. But maybe yeah. more puzzle than the first one. I feel like it has a little bit more puzzle in it. I would agree with that. 
Because on this one, uh, well, let's get into the game. Uh, okay. Dig Dug, uh, let's get into it. All right, I dig it. Okay. Uh, first up, Trevor. Graphically, this game, when we... Well, let's let's tell the adventure of this game first. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did Dig Dug 2 oh. come into your hands? So, as always, I really want to play the physical cartridge, if at all possible, with original NES controllers and everything. And Dig Dug 2 is not a very pricey game. But honestly, I'd never played it before, and I found the Famicom version for like $2. It was $3, including shipping, from Japan. Which still does not make sense to me. I don't even know how they do it. So I got the game. Long story short, I spent 30 minutes trying to get this game to work. Um, I, I don't know. I'm frustrated. I've never had a trouble getting Famicom games to work before. Uh, I think I just need to clean it more deeply. Well, which is well, crazy because you spent 20, 30 minutes just cleaning it. And the more I cleaned it, the more black dust kept coming yeah. off of it. Yeah. So we ended up having to find other means, but we still played the full game. That's right. Yeah. Luckily, I had another means of way of playing it. We try not to use that means as much, but it was uh, we had to do it this time. But do you want me to read the... Uh, this is what I thought you meant when you said the story. Do you want me to read the quote-unquote story from the manual? That's right. Trevor has the manual to Dig Dug 2 pulled up. Trevor, what's the story? Well, first of all, Dig Dug 2 is subtitled Trouble in Paradise. Ooh, who made it? Bandai. When did it come out? And it came out in 1986 in Japan, 1989 in North America. Wow, that's a... Three years. That's weird. An arcade game was in 85. Okay. So, yeah, that was surprising to me. The manual is very short, but the game description says that Dig Dug 2 is a strategy-oriented, comical action game. Comical. Okay. That's fairly accurate. I guess so. The playing field is a tropical island out in the middle of the ocean. Dig Dug's weapons include his inflator and drill. All right. So I guess we were accurate. I never knew what it was called. Uh, play this exciting sequel to the original classic arcade game to find out what challenging battles await you. Um, well, this is sort of more story. Okay, this is what I want. I want to get into the nitty gritty of this character. In this episode, Dig Dug's job is to protect peaceful islands. What? <laughs> His job is to protect peaceful islands? He's sinking on one of the oceans. <laughs> Anyways... But as in the original arcade classic, his arch rivals Puka and Figar come burrowing up to lay waste to his tropical paradise. With his great intuition, Dig Dug has prepared for the impending onslaught by driving spikes into the ground and readying his trusty drill and inflator. Team up with Dig Dug through 72 rounds. That is amazing. Wow, I feel like we have to stop and go back and play some more. Yeah, just a spoiler alert. We came nowhere near that number. No, I thought it was 30. I got 30 in my head, and even that was bad. <laughs> we got nowhere near that number. Wow. Either. 72 rounds of challenging play to defeat his enemies. <laughs> Do you remember we had somebody let the review, uh, an iTunes review for us, and it said it's two rednecks who play games poorly? Yes. <laughs> That's Every time we play a game, we prove that to be true. Wow. But basically, only with careful strategic use of the spikes can Dig Dug win. And there's not much else except it tells you, basically... You can inflate the enemies for two or four hundred points, but sinking them into the ocean is worth a lot more points. That's right. So, uh, and as in with all these older games, points are the, a big deal for it. Yeah. Uh, now, Trevor, graphically, when this game, when we finally saw it, mm-hmm. what did you think? I thought it was charming. Like, it's, you immediately can tell it's based on an old arcade game, mm-hmm. but... I thought it was more visually interesting. I know this is sacrilege, and I apologize. But I grew up, despite you know the Magnavox Odyssey and the Atari being the first systems I played, I grew up in the NES era. 
And that era, art, even though it might have been sort of basic, art was sort of a, a big deal. Yeah. You know, Mario Brothers has its own style. Yep. When I see Pac-Man, I don't immediately get excited. Obviously, ours is one of the greatest games of all time. But, you know, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, all those games. To me, this, uh, although in the same line as those games, I don't know. It's just, it's got the comic and the look and the cartoony I think it helps art that, style. I think it helps that it's way more colorful, too. Yes. I mean, this one, this game, this is going to sound like, this is a very much a positive when I say this. This game assaults your eyes with color. Yeah. It's a beautiful old school game. Like, if I was just to make up an old school looking game randomly, it would probably look just like this. I mean, it doesn't hurt that you're sinking green islands into a blue ocean. Yeah, that it's helps a, a lot. It's just, yeah. a, it's not, it's not going to blow you away, yeah. but it's, it's colorful and solid. And there's only two enemies, Puka and Fagar, but they're comical. They're funny. Yeah. They're almost cute. Yeah, and the game overall has a cutesy feel. Yeah. Though, if you think about it, it's deep, dark underbelly. Yeah, uh, you're literally either trying to sink and drown these things, or you're trying to pump them up until they literally explode. This might be the most disgusting weapon. <laughs> yes, I've seen in a video game. You stick your. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> All right, Chris, we've already restarted this episode once because of Johnny's cat. Yeah, uh, you got to restart again. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're st- sticking. I don't know how it get. All right. Here's what's happening. You just, gotta just get erase your dirty mind. Okay, I've erased it. It's gone. Here, here's what's happening. Let me try. Per got, this children's game. No, I don't think you should try. You got to take this uh, what, inflator. What we, inflator, stick it in their mouth. Mouth, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you just inflate them. Inflate them until they explode. Yeah. That is literally what happens. I know that's no news to anyone who's ever played Dig Dug. But you either do that or you drown them in the ocean. <laughs> and it's crazy violent. That's really violent yes. if you break it down. So you're Dig Dug 2 is rated mature. You're literally blowing up these enemies like pieces of them are flying everywhere. Yes. What if this game... <laughs> You know how people, you ever seen like videos, what if Mario was realistic? Yeah. And he's jumping on turtles and they're just cracking. Yeah. And it's disgusting. And then he jumps up into a brick and hurts himself. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody did a realistic Dig Dug 2. Oh my God. What horrific. if they rebooted Dig Dug 2 and it was just like a gritty, dark version of it? It'd be really easy to do. Like you walk up to this reptile looking dinosaur thing and shove this hose in its yeah. mouth. Then go pump the inflator and it blows up. People can't see Trevor. <laughs> Trevor's actually doing the motions of the pop. <laughs> I just did the hand pop motions. It makes for good audio. Yeah, we'd have to be bad out too, even though it's a visual. Oh. Anyways, that's what's happening. But yeah. graphically, I think it's charming and cute. Yeah, I agree. And not disgusting because it actually is just charming and cute. Right, yeah. I, Obviously, kids, we're kidding. You yeah. can totally play this with kids. Yeah, kids can play this all day long. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, what about the music and the sound? I'm going to use the same two cop out words charming and cute. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's... I'm not going to say that they're as iconic as some of the other older ones. Yeah. However, once you hear it, it's uh, you're in a good mood. I yeah. feel there. I heard I think maybe three different music music tracks at most, but this is an older Nintendo game. Yeah, so it's kind of what you could you know ask for, and they were fine. Uh, they're yeah, they were better than the ones we've had lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to give this uh, a thumbs up for the music and the noise. I am too, especially the noise. <laughs> yes. Here comes the funk. Here comes the noise, Trevor. Um, but the gameplay is what this game's all about. That's right. And I'm trying to look up. So let's just go and say there's 72 levels. I don't know if we need to give a number of what level we made it to. I don't think that's important. We didn't make double digits. No. I'm very open about being very honest here. Level eight. Level eight. We made it to eight. <laughs> Technically, Trevor did. I made it to seven. I was very proud of that. But. The reason we didn't make it further is because we're ignorant and stupid. Yes. And the second reason is 
we realized this game is all about high score. Yeah. And so we were going for more for high score. And we would kill ourselves and we many, times, ourselves. many yeah. times. So this technically is a one or two player game. When it says two player, you're playing, you're taking turns. So remember that. Just like yes. uh, the original Mario Brothers, you would take turns playing. So you're not playing at the same time. However, it's still competitive. Yeah, because you take turns just trying to beat each other's score. Um, it is, it's cool because it's not like... Uh, what would you compare? Trog is probably the best comparison, but a lot of people haven't played Trog either. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another good comparison because this game is your typical arcade high score game like Pac-Man, Space Invaders, but it's also a survival game. Yeah. Like Mario, you know, trying not yeah. to die. You Pac-Man's know? kind of the same. It's a survival yeah, I guess game it as well. Is, yeah. yeah. But this one is on another level. It's almost like you're being hunted down. And so, well, yeah. Pac-Man does too. Yeah, but no. this is on another level though. I yeah. know what you're trying to say. It's intense. Pac-Man might be a really good comparison in a way, though. Yeah, if you think about it, yeah. It's this game. So let's just get into how you play it. All right. So, Trevor, uh, what are your two actions you can do? You can use your inflator to latch on enemies and blow them up, or use your drill to knock off or to knock cracks into the island. That's right. Each level uh, is just one, one, uh, what you call that, one screen, and it's one island. Sometimes it scrolls to two screens. That's true, it does, Yeah. yeah. But each level is just an island, and all the islands are different shapes and stuff, and yep. that adds to the puzzles to them. Uh, there's already some stakes that are laid down, and that's where you, you're digging from from the stakes to add more cracks into the line, to the land, and mm-hmm. hopefully you'll eventually knock off the land away and sink some enemies with it. So some pro tips that we learned the hard way. Yeah, very much. So when you use your drill, it makes a line, a crack, in the direction you're facing. And if you make... It's a little tricky to figure out exactly what's going to make an island fall off. If you totally cut it off with cracks, it's definitely going to fall off. Yeah. But sometimes it feels like if there's just enough cracks, it also falls into the ocean. And it's important to remember that if you're going to defeat enemies that if you're going to defeat mm-hmm. enemies that way, the smaller portion of whatever you're dividing is the part that will fall off. Yeah, so if you got a little chunk of island and a big chunk of island and you divide them in half basically with your drill, yeah, the smaller chunk's going to fall into the yeah. ocean. And that is pretty cool. That definitely adds some strategy. It definitely does, yeah. And the other thing that adds strategy that we figured out from the manual, so props to the manual, there's only one pro tip in the manual, and it's a good one. The cracks slow the enemies down. Yeah. Some enemies can't even cross the cracks, so it's like Pac-Man. They're going around a maze. Yeah. Some enemies can cross the cracks, but they have to turn into that ghost mode, and it slows them down. Yeah, and you'll need this because these things will chase you down. Yes. But the score... So just blowing up the enemies is usually the easier way to do it. But sometimes you can knock several enemies into the ocean at once. That's right. If you plan your drill correctly. And that really ups your score. And this is crazy. So just blowing up enemies is 200 to 400 points. But if you knock a single enemy into the ocean by drilling, you get... Sorry. He's bringing it up on the manual. 1,000 points. 2 is 2,000. 3 is 4,000. Johnny, guess how many... I'm guessing this is the maximum... Because the levels we played didn't even have 10 enemies. If you knock 10 enemies into the ocean in one drill, guess how many points you get? 50,000. 80,000. Wow. The most yeah. I ever got at one time was, I think, seven or 8,000. I don't yeah. know what it was. Yeah, so that's impressive. Uh, I think I finished with under 30,000 points, and you can get 30,000 points, you know, in one drill, technically. <laughs> <laughs> that's how good we are. Yes. There's yeah. also fruit um, or vegetables or both that are just worth straight up points if you collect them. 
I never figured out how to collect them though. Yeah, because they always showed up after you'd already defeated all yeah. the enemies. So our only guess is you got to get your inflator over to them. Nothing yeah. I can th- we can think of. Yeah, we never did it though, so we don't know. <laughs> but basically, that is it. Yeah. There's apparently 72 rounds, but it's just a differently designed island every time. This is this is the definition of a simple arcade game mm-hmm. that anybody can pick up and learn easy. But there is so much to it that I feel I got to play this multiple times to get good at it. Oh yeah. Um, and I want to, and yeah. that's, that's a positive. We, I was telling you, this is the game I feel our show needed because the past few have been mediocre at best. Yeah. And it's hard for us when I've, we've said this before, we'll say it again. We, for us to have a great episode, we need the game to be uh, either really terrible yeah, or very good for us to be excited to talk about it. Yeah. And this one, thankfully, uh, we've already kind of gave away our feelings is, is the latter. It's very yeah, good. Right. We really enjoyed it, and we really got into this one as we were playing it. I mean, we were getting, we were yelling at it, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were getting mad at it, we were mm-hmm. getting, we were excited when we, uh, we were actually cheering each other on. Yeah. So I really, really had a good time with this game. You know what I'm going to compare it to, and you're probably not going to agree because I don't think you like this game as much as me. <laughs> Spy Hunter, because when I first picked up Spy Hunter, granted this game is nowhere near as frustratingly hard as Spy Hunter, but when I first picked up Spy Hunter, I wasn't really sure I was going to like it, and I was the same way with this game. But the more I played it, I kind of got it. And, and I would say this is so dirt simple, but the more you play, the more you want to play. Yeah. But it's but it's much more forgiving than Spy Hunter, so don't let that scare you. I, will, I wouldn't compare it to that game, but the reason you're comparing it, I agree with. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, it's there's not much else to talk about gameplay-wise. If you want a lot of high score, you got to figure out how to, to drop the enemies into the ocean. I promise you, if you've never played this before, unless you're smarter than we are, you're going to drop yourself into the ocean a lot. Yeah. But you can save yourself if you press the direction of the land. Yeah. Sometimes you can save yourself. Most of the time you can, but every once yeah. in a while it seemed like it just didn't work for us. Of course, of the two enemies, Puka, if you've never played the original Dig Dug, he doesn't really have any special abilities. Yeah. And it, and also, I want to point out, it's hard for us to discuss the controls exactly because we were playing it by other means and we were not yeah. using Nintendo controllers. I would have rather played with the NES controller, but the uh, D-pass and button yeah. was fine. Yeah. yeah, that was our preference, but I just wanted to point put that out there. Yeah, no, I think that's. I think it feels how it feels. I mean, I feel. At first, I was thrown off by that though. I did wonder. We had to get used to it. I don't trust technology. Um, <laughs> that's what I, really I that's always <laughs> prefer the original hardware. Um, I don't trust technology to the point that I ordered the game from Japan. Yeah. and tried to clean it for almost an hour before being honest. This is true. But I kept you kept hearing me in the background, but let's just let's just play it this way. And when we first started playing, I was playing with like a, a USB Super Nintendo controller. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "Wait a minute, the D pad feels laggy." Yeah. Like it's not right. But then I realized, no, that is how the game feels. It's it's intentional. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's it's just it takes a minute to get used to it. But I, I thought I don't know. I think the gameplay is great. Um, but like I said, Puka is one of the enemies. Figar is the dragon, and he will destroy you with his fire. Yes, that uh, fire will reach farther than you think, too. Yeah. Just another pro tip. Yeah. But that's really it. Try to survive the levels, rack up points. Another way, too, I want to point out that can help you besides uh, laying down cracks to slow them down. Another thing mm-hmm. that will slow them down is, let's say you don't have enough time to blow up an enemy, but if you just pump them up a couple times, that slows them down still, too. Yes. So they can help you get away if you need to. And just drilling random cracks can slow down the enemies, yeah. too. So, yeah. Um, just well, like in real life. Exactly. Trevor, do we want to get into our final scores or is there anything else you want to bring up first? 
the fact there's 72 rounds that's impressive is going to go into my score i wonder if they I repeat that. i wonder if they repeat levels how they look i know how do you come up with 72 different i mean they could the enemies the enemies designs. do get quicker yeah the enemies get quicker and there's more of them yeah and it's hard to get away when they get quick i could only imagine what the upper levels are like <laughs> i, I kind of want to see what level 72 looks like it's i do i'm very curious i didn't look it up i'm very yeah. curious trevor let's go ahead and give our final scores okay do you want to go first I can. All right, go for it. Uh, Dig Dug Two is really it. Really is bringing back to mind for me our Spy Hunter episode because at first I was like, this game's just so simple. I don't know if there's really if I can really get a super high score today. But the thing is, it's fun. I want to keep coming back to it. I'm going to take my stupid Famicom cartridge apart and try to deep clean it because I want to play it the way it's meant to be played. Um, and it's just. I hate to use the word charming. It's so overused. But it's, 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 it's kind of charming. The gameplay is solid. The graphics are solid. It's It's got that challenge to it. These arcade games can be hit or miss for me. Games like um, any of these classic arcade style games, really. But this one has enough of an action game feel that it's exciting to me. It's, it's not too puzzly. I think that's where I'm very, very picky when it comes to puzzle games. So I was afraid this one would be too puzzly for me. But that's not the case. When we say puzzly, it's like quick reflexes. Like you've got to be on your toes and think, okay, I'm going to drill this piece of island. And like I said, if you're me, you're going to sink yourself into the ocean and drown. Um, but it's fun. And when you do sink three, four enemies into the ocean at once, it's so satisfying. And i got to say, for an NES game, from 86 originally, uh, it was ported in 89 to the NES, the actual uh, graphic of the island sinking into the ocean is kind of cool. It makes you feel like, well, like the original Dig Dug. You feel like you've destroyed something, which is kind of fun. Um, anyways, long story short, the final score is still so hard for me with games like this because it is so simple at the end of the day. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10, which for me is super solid, super recommended. Um, I don't know if it's quite as classic as the original Dig Dug. I think I might still prefer the original Dig Dug, but I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. It's a different game. It really is a different game. It is super fun. It is totally worth picking up. I think you can get the NES cartridge for, for 10 to 15 bucks. I kind of wish I'd done that instead of being cheap and getting the Famicom one. <laughs> but I like Famicom cartridges. They're, they're cool looking. Yeah. But I totally recommend it. I think it's seven and a half out of 10. And if you're predisposed to really enjoying simple, technically repetitive games, you're going to like it even more than that. Do you remember last episode when you got on to me for talking forever on my review? I don't think that was that long. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm agreeing with you, 100%. 7.5 was a score I was thinking of. That's what I'm going with. Based way more on the fact that, yes, this is a simple game, but sometimes a simple game knows how to hook you. Mm-hmm. This one will hook you. I feel this is one people need to try. Oh yeah, I, it definitely got overshadowed by the original, which makes sense. I understand that. Yeah, but this one is like its own little uh, charming <laughs> beast. Yeah, and I feel it needs to be experienced. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. I want to go back and play it now. I really liked it a lot. And even though this is a one-player game, and I th- still think you could have fun by yourself, I really feel, despite the fact that you take turns playing. This is a game that's way more fun with, with a buddy. Well, yeah. 
I wouldn't. I don't think I would score any less as a single player guy. I wouldn't either. But I'm just but saying I agree it's more fun. But I'm just saying yeah. it's more fun. Which competing, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it it just is. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just an experience. I think you need to experience. I highly recommend it. Seven mm-hmm. and a half from both of us. Well, this is Retro Bliss approved for sure. Oh yeah, stamping approval. That's right. Go check it out. Ten to fifteen bucks worth it all day long. Oh yeah. I want to go back and hope to make it to double digit levels. <laughs> I feel really much. Like I'm not a man now. Yeah, really much like not really a man. much like I'm not a man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seventy-two rounds. Wow. So well, dig dug too. Go get into it. We dig dug it. We did. But what do you think our fans think? That's a great question, Trevor. If I wanted to know what our fans thought, and I went to Facebook, I mean, I could do that, and I have done that. I'm right here at it, and I went to the Retro Bliss uh, fan page, mm-hmm. as everybody should do that. Go like the page, join the growing community there. We only had one comment for this game. Like we said, that's the other thing about this game. It's just not talked about very much. Yeah. And the lexicon of games. Oh, guess what? What? It's fan feedback. Fan feedback! tries to skip all the like uh breaker things yeah but you always try to skip this one i don't know why i always think i always think i see i have fan feedback written on my page so i just was gonna start talking about fan feedback good job though yeah fan feedback great job trevor what do people say on facebook johnny uh bradley michael boson the only person who uh had any fan feedback on this oh wow uh, that this was the first game i ever beat pretty sure it resets after a certain number of levels i'm very curious about that and also, Brad, the, the fact that you beat this, if I can call you Brad, <laughs> the fact that you beat this, that's impressive to me. Yeah. Uh, the game is deceptively simple in concept, but gets pretty difficult as you go along. I bet it really does. Because mm-hmm. even the short, simple that we had, we already experienced that. I'm not very good at it anymore, but I still love this game. I want to agree with Brad here. I can call yeah. him that because we're friends. <laughs> we're close friends, I would yeah, say. we're pals. That was the only one? That's the only one we had, Trevor. I'm done with Facebook, though. I just want to deal with Instagram. Is there a way... Jeez, I don't know. Is there a way that I could possibly go to Instagram and interact with RetroBlist? You sure can. Go to Instagram and search for RetroBlist. And I was going to comment, Brad is the one who actually threw in his vote for this game on Patreon. Well, thanks, honestly. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, awesome. Jerry Terrifying (laughs) says he misses the days when anything could be a video game. Any theme. And that, I agree with that. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah. Uh, and he gave some, I think he gave some examples here. Because it really, I, I agree with that very much. Um, yeah, he mentioned Haunting, starring Poltergeist. Yeah. Anyways, Tim Barnett said he loves this one. He had it on the Atari 2600. He must be commenting on the original Dig Dug. But, yeah, that's legit. Anyways, I'm going to read it. Here I am criticizing our listener comments. <laughs> he said he loved this one. He had it on the Atari 2600, and it just kept getting ported to every consecutive console. NES, Commodore 64, DS, I think Amiga. Plus, it was at the arcade. This game was huge and holds up, man. I still play it regularly. I remember discovering that you can move past the baddies without dying if they were recovering from a good pumping. <laughs> that's a great. Uh, that's a great sentence if you're not immature like us. Amazing. <laughs> Strip Mejong said, never played it, but I love the original. 
We'll be interested to hear if it's Retro Bliss approved. And in Tim Barnett's uh, defense, because I think he is talking about the original, the Famicom cartridge, if you don't look close, it totally looks like the original. Yeah, the two on it kind of blends in too a little bit. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. But either way, I agree on either way. Yeah. So that's our fan feedback. Thank you to all you fans who keep writing in. Please uh, continue to do so. Whatever you write in, we will read. I mean, you could literally just mock us and we'll read it anyway. Oh, yeah. We have a crippling need for attention. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a crippling need for attention, Trevor, it's time for a new segment. No. I don't know what we're going to call it, but hey, Chris, play some music right here. Alright, Trevor, recently, as in this past week, as of this recording, PlayStation, Sony themselves, the Sony, have announced they're bringing out in December, the Sony PlayStation 1 Classic. PlayStation Classic. They only gave, it's going to have 20 games on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Think of the NES Classics very much in the same vein, just with the PlayStation. Same name, even. Yep. (laughs) Which I thought was odd, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And... They've only told us what five of the games are. Do you remember what they are? Tekken 3. Tekken 3. Final, which Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy 7. Okay. Uh, Ridge, Wild Arms, which is another Wild Arms. RPG. Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. And what's the other one? I'm blanking on it. What was the fifth one? We said Tekken. Yeah, we said Tekken. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not important for, our, for I this. guess not, yeah. So we decided it would be fun if we each came up with our personal list of of our 20 games we want on this system. Yes. That's excluding the five they've already said. We came up with 20 anyway. Uh, so if the if one of those games are on there, it's just on a personal list. We have not looked at each other's list. And also, I want to point out, if you're a Patreon and you only donate, and you just donate just a dollar, mm-hmm. you'll get to hear a special episode coming soon mm-hmm. in which we're going to uh, debate or, or, or discuss mm-hmm. the Sony PlayStation Classic versus... The apparently upcoming Nintendo 64 Classic. So if you want to hear our real thoughts on the console yeah. itself, and just go ahead to Patreon. That's right. That's right. But we're going to give our list, like Johnny said. We're very excited for this. And I, I, you pretty much said the same thing. But my list is very much a mix of what I want and what I think just belongs. Yeah, that's that's what I was telling and you. it's hard to differentiate the two, kind of. Yeah. I want, there's certain games that I feel, just for myself, I want to be on there. Yeah. But there's some that I left out. Like, I'll just give one that I left out already. It was NBA In The Zone. It's the first basketball game I ever got for my Sony PlayStation. Yeah. And even though I doubt it holds up, I want to play it so bad. Because I loved yeah. it back in the day. But I didn't put that on there. I do have 20 games. Most of them are just for my soul, what I wanted on there. Uh-huh. But also, there are some on there that I might not necessarily uh, would have put on there myself, but I felt they needed to be there anyway. So, what I think we're going to try to do is we got 20 apiece, and I doubt we have a lot of crossover, but we're going to try to come down with a definitive 20 yeah. between our two lists, correct? Correct. And my pen doesn't work well, so... This one works great, all so right. we're all right. So, this is going to be hard. I already know it's going to be hard because we have very different tastes when it comes to the PlayStation. Yeah. So, we're... Uh, well, first of all, Trevor, PlayStation, quickly. Yeah. The Sony PlayStation, how did you feel about it as a kid? It's one of the... I remember it's a console my brother bought first. I was still very much in the Sega camp at this point. Despite the fact that the NES was the system we loved and owned first. Yeah. I was a Sega fanboy a bit at this point. 
So I was pretty much entrenched in the Sega Saturn still. But I knew the PlayStation was a cool thing. Yeah. And there were some great games we loved playing together. To the point that when my brother, we were bad to trade off consoles. He eventually traded it off. And I rebought it at some point. So obviously I really liked it. Uh, this... I want to get some drink. I'm, I'm thinking that this, this might have been... Well, Trevor, it leaves me. This <laughs> might have been the first system... This and the Nintendo 64 came out near each other, right? And yeah. this is... Trevor's agreeing with me, saying, yeah, I don't know if you can hear that. And now he's getting, now he's getting nice. <laughs> Just ignore all that background noise. We're professionals. Uh, then, uh, so I got both of these systems. I, this is back when I could have a job because I just turned old enough to get a job and go to school. So my money went to these two systems. So I honestly have a deep-seated love for both the original Sony PlayStation and the Nintendo 64. So I'm very hyped to see what the rest of these games that they're going to announce are going to be. Now, Trevor, I'm I'm thinking for this list, we're going to take turns reading off one game each. And if we agree on one, then that that one's automatically going to go in our definitive oh, yeah. list. So uh, if we, and then we'll go through after that, and we'll just see what we have left, and we can just cross them off and all that kind of stuff. Sounds good. This is going to be interesting. All right. No, you want me to go first, or do you want to go? Yeah, first? let's just take turns. Okay. And say what you want to. The other one can comment. All right. And if it's on the, <laughs> that's good said. If it's on both of our list, I'll go ahead and say so. Okay. All right, Trevor. My number one, uh, Metal Gear Solid. First one I wrote down. Okay. So that one's a definite. I'm going to write definite right here. Uh, did you have anything to say about it? Uh, this is what, You know why I remember this one so much? It's from the demo. Yeah. I don't remember. I think it was just a demo disc, and this was on there. And I played the heck out of that demo disc. Yeah. The thing I really remember is how cool it was to my small mind, which hasn't grown much since then, no. to be able to hide in a box of all things. Yes. <laughs> so my memory of this was... The magazines were going crazy about it. Yeah. Like at the time, I had this mind, like this concept, that this is like the highest rated game ever. And it was one of the highest rated games ever. But I do remember even then seeing the screenshots in the magazines and thinking, I don't know, it looks kind of blocky and muddy. Like even then, I remember thinking that. But I did eventually buy it and I loved it. Oh, I, it just, I, I meant to say I did end up buying it too and I played the thing. I, it was I loved just it. so. Honestly, the area I remember the most and love, I spent hours, and this might have been in the demo, the snowy area outside. I remember that, yeah. And just sneaking around, uh, taking out the guards, hiding in the box. There's just something about that There's game. nothing else like it. And I think I think this will be one of the ones that they're going to announce. Surely. It kind of has to be. It's, more, it's one of the definitive games for the system. And because it was going for an ultra-realistic look, which to my mind at the time was already kind of blocky, Yeah, it is very aged graphically. But I honestly believe it will still hold up in gameplay. I think so, too. So, All right, Trevor, what's what's one from you? So the next one I wrote down, and I did not write these down in any order, except kind of the order I thought of them, maybe. Same for me. They're not in any order. And here's one I know is not on your list. We'll see. And this is one I highly doubt is going to make it on. But I wrote down Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. Yeah, that is not on my list. It is a it is a very much a retro-style RPG that was sort of retro styled even when it came out. I believe this is the game you keep begging me to want to play. <laughs> yeah. I've actually bought, this game is not super cheap, but I bought a second disc only copy of this game just in hopes that eventually Johnny and I can play it together. Yeah. I told you that I would bite the RPG bullet and try this one for yeah. you out of friendship. It just, it left such a mark on me. Um, if you played it, you know why I want it on here. It is very, it is very much one of those games that I think should be on here because it really hasn't aged. 
because it was already a 2D style game. So it really hasn't oh, okay. aged much. I might I might um, give it a try just because of that. The, some of the voice acting is really cheesy. Some of the story is really well. cheesy. But it's intentionally goofy at times, too. It has a really good sense of humor. Okay. So, All right. So that's yeah. Trevor's. My uh, next one will be Crash Team Racing. I have that one on my list. All right. Now, for me... So safe so far as Metal Gear Solid and Crash Team Racing. For me... This game is way more of one I just want to play really bad. Uh, Trevor's going to go hunt a pen that works. This is a great episode. Yeah. Uh, This is apparently... I've never got to play this game. You know that? I've never played this game. I've only played the demo, to be honest. And I really want to play it really bad. That's why it's on my list. Yeah. Uh, This was the one that I heard is actually... Of all the Mario Kart clones, this is one of the ones that's one of the good ones, apparently. And I really want to play it. Trevor, what's your next one? I was going to say, I also put this on the list because I think it probably just holds up really well. And the PlayStation is sort of lacking in these sort of fun arcade racing games, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, my next one is Tales of Destiny 2. Exact same reason as Lunar Silver Star Story. Beautiful artwork. It is 2D. It doesn't fall victim to what so many of these PlayStation games do in that it's a beautiful hand-drawn game. So it really hasn't aged. What kind of game is it? It's an RPG, but it's very much action. Like, you actually press buttons to attack. Oh, okay. It's not turn-based. Oh, and I might ask, so, that one I might actually like. Plus, it's very expensive now, and I think that's a good enough reason to want it on here. Okay. Because it's hard to buy it. All right, my next one, this is one that was announced, but I do feel you have to have a Tekken game for the PlayStation on its classic, so I just put Tekken 3. I did too, yeah. Okay. I agree, because I think it's, I think they chose it as one of their first five for, the re- for a reason, and it just makes sense. And it's good to have yeah. some variety. This is the Tekken game that I had too. I mm-hmm. think I had two and three. This is back when I really liked those games a lot. Yeah. And I think these might still hold up actually. So uh, you got to have a fighting game on there. And that yeah. in the Tekken series really just feels PlayStation. I agree. And I put that one on there. Now, I thought of a bunch of RPGs at first, but I do have other games on here. Okay. <laughs> my next one is another RPG. Of the handful of RPGs I ever played in my life, they're all PlayStation. Almost ones. all of them were PlayStation One games. <laughs> that's what it feels like. It really is. <laughs> so for me, that's my love for this system. But anyways, uh, Star Ocean: The Second Story, same deal. It was beautiful then. It's honestly just as beautiful now. It is not hurt by the advancements in 3D technology because it was never trying to be cutting edge 3D in a way that, for example, Final Fantasy VII was trying to be cutting edge, and this game really wasn't in that same way. So it actually holds up really well. It's Beautiful, the music's great, uh, and it's also very action. Like, you actually move your character around the battlefield. It's not turn-based, okay. which I think people would appreciate today. Um, yeah, but I knew it wouldn't be on your list, so... Nope, never even heard of it. Yep. Uh, Trevor, also feel if you're going to have a PlayStation <laughs> list, uh, you're going to have to have a Twisted Metal game on there. So I went mm-hmm. Twisted Metal 2, because I feel that's the best one of them all. Shocker, I did as well. <laughs> yep. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but every game I've noticed, I've said you've also had... <laughs> Yes, and not vice versa. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, Twisted Metal 2 was one of the first ones I thought of. It's We've reviewed it on this podcast recently. Yep. And we said it's not perfect. It is definitely aged. For sure. But I think it earns a place on this list. And I don't think the, I don't think it's going to have analog control. No, analog. The, the DualShock came out in 98. Yeah. Which I feel yeah. for that system, is a they should have just put it on there anyway for the new one. But they're not going to. Yeah. It probably saves them money, too. That made me really think twice about putting racing games on this list, though. Yeah. I think Twisted Metal 2 works okay with just the D-pad. You get used to it. Yeah. (laughs) Trevor, what do you got next? So, for next... Let me guess, RPG? No. Oh-ho! So, this one... 
This is tricky. I wrote Crash Bandicoot question mark because I think you've got to put one of the Crash Bandicoot games on here. Okay. But with only 20 games, technically, honestly, I think the third one is the best game with the original is so iconic. I have the original on my list. So I'm going to just, to say Crash Bandicoot, I'm going to agree with you and say the original. Okay. Um, honestly, I know that the the uh, revised trilogy came out and it's really the best way to play it. But you can't have a PlayStation Classic without one of the most classic platformers. I mean, he was an icon, a mascot. So, original Crash Bandicoot, I think it's got to be on there. Okay, Trevor, my next kid, and I'm going to agree with you, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's on my list. You, How do you have who was arguably the mascot for PlayStation not yeah. on the PlayStation? The unofficial with, mascot, yeah. yeah. Uh, my This one's a personal one for me. I, I don't think I ever played the second one. I always wanted to. But this first one, I loved. And it kind of is the game that I feel that uh, Grand Theft really borrowed from. And that's Driver. Mm. I put Driver on my list. I mm. love this game when it came out. This was a, I believe it was a two-disc game, too, if I'm thinking right. And I don't know what, it, just the fact that you could drive around and kind of do what you want. Yeah. I loved this game. So I had, oh, I had to have it on my list. I'm going to say Driver's not on my list. Honestly, it's one I didn't. I didn't try to think of every PlayStation game when I was making this list. I was trying to like narrow it down in my mind. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't think about this one. It's not on my list, so you can't check it off yet. But I don't know. We'll have to come back to it. I'm afraid it just doesn't hold up at all. But I it did, may not. I absolutely loved it though. I, this, uh, like I said, this one's just for yeah. for me. I get it. Yeah. So my next one is a game I feel does hold up very well, and that's Rayman. Yeah, you know what? I did not have Raymond on my list, but I, mm-hmm. I wanted to. And the thing, and it was not a PlayStation exclusive, which a lot of these games are PlayStation exclusives. But I think it's just it just makes sense because it's it's just something solid people can play on the system yeah. that is absolutely going to hold up. It's two D. It's beautiful, and it's probably not aged today. So yeah, I definitely want to go back and play it. Did you have that? You did not have it on your list. Okay. I wanted to. I had to leave some off, right. and that was one of the ones I left off. All right. Trevor, next, I do have another guy who was sort of a mascot for a while for the PlayStation. That's Spyro the Dragon. Mm. He's got a game. He's got a remaster coming out. It's not out yet. But I feel if you're going to have a classic, you need to have Spyro on there. So I went Spyro. I, I just went with the first one. You could have went with the, either the first or the second one, in my opinion, because I, yeah. I remember loving both of those. But I just went with the first one just, just, just because. <sighs> I thought about Spyro. I went back and forth. And some people are going to think I'm insane because he's absolutely one of the most popular PlayStation games. Who's a mascot just as much as Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I, man, people are going to just stop listening. <laughs> Compared to, I think, almost every other game we've mentioned so far, I feel like Spyro might have been overrated and maybe hasn't aged too well. But I know that beautiful trilogy, or not trilogy, whatever it's called, is coming out. The remaster. The remaster. And I would love for it to prove me wrong. But I kind of feel like maybe compared to your Mario 64s and, I don't know, can't think of another good example. Well, this it came out to really good reviews, though. Oh, it absolutely did. I, yeah. But that's a personal thing. It's fine. But we'll see. Maybe maybe yeah. it has held up. Now, in all fairness, to back you up, I have not played a game in, since it came out. And I but just, I did love yeah. it when it came out, though. Apparently more than you, which is I, unusual. I think I kind of missed out on when it came out. Because I remember yeah. playing the demo a lot, which was the story of my life. But... <laughs> Oh, that's the story of our lives together, remember? We, yeah. We wouldn't even play demos together. I'm not convinced I have our own Spyro, so maybe I should just <laughs> shut up. All right, what's your next one? So, I have a write-in 
Um, I marked out one of the ones I had because I thought this game kind of belongs. And it's Oddworld. There's two. Either Abe's Exodus or Abe's Odyssey. I'm going to shock you. You have one of those? I have Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey on my list. Well, let's put that one in. That one's in. It's just such an odd game. And I know that it was not a PlayStation exclusive, but I feel like it really belongs. It feels at home yeah. on the PlayStation. I'm going to shock you even more. I, you know, I couldn't decide which one I wanted to put on there. Yeah. I would have been happy with either one. I've never played them, and I want to really bad. They're very incredibly hard. Oh, I know that. Can I, be yeah. off-putting. I've read about them, and you know They're those cool, games. Though. You know, this is one of those games for me growing up that I always heard about, and my friends would talk yeah. about. And I'm like, I want to play it so bad, I just never got to. Did you ever play the Xbox one? It was a launch game. I don't know. Munch's Odyssey. I never got to play any of these. It's one of the few Xbox launch games that I bought and played. It was very flawed, but I enjoyed it. But yeah, so Oddworld's Abe's Odyssey is on. That's cool. Alright, Trevor, uh, this one is more of a, since it's a PlayStation, I feel it needs to be on there, more than it's so that it's for me. Okay. Because when this series first came out, I was impressed with it, just for what it was trying to do, and what it did accomplish, to be fair, but the fact that I couldn't record flip my cart really upset me, so I just didn't get it. I had to put a Gran Turismo on here. I think you have to, so I just went with the second one. I went with Gran Turismo 2. I went back and forth on this so much, because you're absolutely right, and I do think it's going to make it on. But what I couldn't remember, Gran Turismo was trying to be so realistic. Does it really work without analog stick? I mean, I know it works, but does it really work? It's hard for me to judge it just because when we would play, uh, we would just try to see if we could flip the car. (laughs) Yeah. And we never could. Yeah. I agree, but it's not on my list because I'm thinking, I don't remember when the first Gran Turismo came out, but I feel like they really need the analog stick to work. But... Who knows? I, I think we'll see it. I really do. Just, but honestly, yeah. just for what for at the time, the scope of that game oh, was, was pretty amazing. incredible. Yeah. All right. What's your next one? So my next one is a game that I played the demo disc to death, <laughs> to death, but didn't own the game until like two years ago, and that is Tomba. Trevor, I'm going to shock you. No way. I have Tomba on my list. I don't think there's any way. You know why I have it on my list? Because you would talk to me about oh, it yeah. all the time, and I've wanted to play this game so bad. Just from the demo, I talk about <laughs> yeah. it that much. Yeah. It's just beautiful, beautiful 2D graphics. And I love the covers of them. Yeah. There's both of the, both two, there's yeah. only two of them, right? Two, yeah. The covers just make me want to play them even more. And I put the original because the second I would love to play, but it's a 3D st- style. They kind of change it a little bit. I feel like the original yeah. just is going to hold up a lot better. So I actually want, I want so that, that one on there just so I can play safe. it. Wow, I can't believe that. Yeah, we might have to just play it for the, for the show. I would so, love to, Just yeah. so I can play it. All right, Trevor, my next one. This one might shock you because... When I was looking at the library of the of the PlayStation, of course the Resident Evil games kept coming up. But you know how I feel about those. Not they're not for me. However, yeah. what was for me was the sister games to those, Dino Crisis. Oh man. Yeah. I love the first Dino Crisis. That's a good call. Because spoiler alert, I'm a big Jurassic Park fan, and those games felt like I was playing Jurassic Park mm. in a way. So Dino Crisis is on my list. I played the I that's one of those games that I would keep checking out from our local video store yeah. back in the day, and I played that game a crap ton. So I'm going with Dino Crisis. None of those made my list because I never played them, so they didn't come to my mind. But that's a really good call. Um, hmm. do you th- they kind of need to, need to be played in order though? Probably right. I would assume so. It's been forever, and also the other thing that might hurt. I don't know how well it'll hold up. Because yeah. it's, it's kind of a game that, from what I remember, there are some, I'm using quotations here, I know you can't see it if yeah. you're just listening, jump scares in it, but yeah. graphically, with how the game looks now, I don't know if those 
jump scares will hold up. But it's at least partly pre-rendered. So I believe in my so. opinion, that yeah. holds up better. It might be. So you're saying the first Dino Crisis, right? Yeah, that's the one that yeah. I played, so I went with it. Uh, my next one to me, I would be shocked if it's not on your list unless, like me, you just don't think about it some games. But this game probably belongs on the list. It's not my number one pick, but it probably should be the number one pick that Sony should put on there. And that's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It is uh, it's a masterpiece. Trevor, uh, I'm going to tell you this. Oh, no. I had it written down, uh-huh. but I marked it out to put another one down. Oh, no. More. So it was so, technically on my list at one point, but I marked it out. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I can be easily convinced, though. I mean, it was on my list originally. It probably honestly is the best Castlevania game ever made. Although I said I think I prefer the like the style of just the original and number four or number three. Yeah. But it's an amazing game. Uh, this new style of game called Metroidvania. Yeah. Which like half of your indie games are made in this style. They are. It's like yeah. part action, part exploration. Really, that's 100% Super Metroid. But Castlevania, to my knowledge, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, was the first non-Metroid game to kind of take that and make it its own. Yeah. And so it sort of helped create this whole new genre. And it's a gorgeous game. The music is incredible. The voice acting is horrible. <laughs> but it's, it's an amazing game, and I'll probably have to be uh, convincing you on that one. Oops. I don't think it's it'll not... take a lot, Okay, to be honest. It was originally on my list, like I said. I just I, There's another game that I put on at the end that I for, that was for me, and I couldn't. That if I had sense. to choose between the two, I'd choose the one that I love more. Makes sense. Uh, my next one, I feel this is one I did like this series, wasn't my favorite, but I thought it was very good. And it's still going on today. And in fact, it just recently released a game. But if you're going PlayStation, I feel you have to have a Tomb Raider game on there. Now mm. I went with the first Tomb Raider. All right, here's my first. I've, I've agreed, at least on some level, with every choice you've had. Yeah. I strongly disagree. And here's why. Now, I don't strongly disagree. I think it's going to be on here. I think Sony's going to put it on here. It is totally iconic. <sighs> Man, I'm just making enemies today. No, you can say your feelings. It's fine. I feel like... And I don't remember the last time I actually played this game, so this is more going on just feelings. I'm pretty sure this game would be pretty garbage today. Like, I really don't think it would be very playable at all. The original Tomb Raider, it was kind of hard to play at the time. What was... In a lot of ways. What was that Resident Evil game that we played before? Oh, uh, Code Veronica. Yeah, that apparently people love. Yeah. I thought it was straight up garbage. So, I can't be mad at you for this. The original Tomb Raider, which came out before Analog Control. Yeah. I thought Control's worse than the Resident Evil games. I've, I played Tomb Raider. I remember liking it, so I'm going to disagree with you on that. I remember the graphics being so dark that you couldn't even see the wall in front of you. Were you going in caves and stuff? Yeah. No. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't hold up at all, but that being said, I would love to play the original Tomb Raider for our show. Yeah. Because it, like, it's such an icon, and I feel like it's the definition of a game that is aged. But I, I would love You're to be proven right. wrong. But. You're probably right. What's your next one? My next one I have very little to say about. It is another RPG. It's Suikoden, and I'm probably saying that wrong. Suikoden 2. I'm going to shock you. I've never heard of this Yeah, one. I thought so. <laughs> it is simply an RPG that I've never played, and everybody that talks about RPGs says you have to play this one. It's a PlayStation game. To my knowledge, it was a PlayStation exclusive. Suikoden 2, and I know I'm saying that wrong, but I feel like it needs to be on there because most of these PlayStation RPGs have held up really well, and it's a great value. You're only getting 20 games with the PlayStation Classic. It costs 100 bucks. So you get a game that's going to last you 50 hours, if you like it, is yeah. an amazing value. Yeah, I can't add to that because I don't but know of it at all. I don't think it's going to make it, though, because you've never heard of it, and I've never played it, so <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to make it. <laughs> all right, my next one is for pure nostalgia. 
Uh, it's mm-hmm. a, they had a whole series of games. They were huge at some point. They haven't made a game in forever though. I don't. I want to say the reason they got popular is because of Toy Story, which is weird. But do you remember the Army Man games? Yes. Because you yeah. had a few of them, and we would play them all the time. Yeah. They were so much fun. I really loved those. Mm-hmm. So I just put Army Man. You can pick any. There's literally like 15 of those. Literally, Army Men 3D was the one I had. It was the first PlayStation one. Yeah. and So that's that's probably what I'm thinking of, so we'll go 3D. It's not on my list, so you can't put a check on it, but I definitely thought of it. It's just another one of those cases. If the PlayStation Classic had 50 games on it, that would have been instant for me. Yeah. But with only 20, I just don't know if it earns its spot. But I, for nostalgic reasons, I loved it. That that this was one of those ones, like I said, is I put yeah. it on it for me because yeah. I have strong memories of going over to your house oh, yeah. and playing this game. I would not be upset if it was one of the twenty. Yeah. It's not going to be, but I didn't put it on my list. I really want this is again for me. I really want them to bring out a remastered Army Men series. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would play the tar out of that. And just to be clear, once we're done and we come up with our definitive list of twenty games, uh, this is the list Sony's going to use officially. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they've <laughs> they've given us permission to make this list yes. for them. So you can blame us if you don't like the PlayStation <laughs> Classic right. games. Right, <laughs> so uh, my next one, uh, believe it or not, I only had a total of seven RPGs on my list out of twenty games. I feel like it's been every other game you've mentioned. It does feel like that. <laughs> my next one, and again, this is not for nostalgic reasons, Final Fantasy IX. Yes, I said IX. Because to me, this game just looks so much better, again, making enemies. It looks so much better than Final Fantasy VII. I'm going to have some controversy here. Okay. Now, they've already said that VII's going to be on there. Yeah, so obviously I'm already wrong. But, <laughs> but now, my controversy is, when I was growing up, I had friends in school, especially my one friend Chris, who you know, mm-hmm. who loved the Final Fantasy games, mm-hmm. and he would always want me to watch them as he played them, mm-hmm. especially seven through nine, the PlayStation ones. Yeah. Whenever there would be like a cutscene or whatever they called them back then, yeah, I would watch and be like, "Oh, that's vaguely interesting." Yeah. But overall, I tuned out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I would watch him play, I tuned out even more. I just couldn't get into it. So all the RPGs. And here's let me just, let me say why. Real quick. I'll allow that. Okay. Even though I was watching the whole story as he was playing those, for me, for me, yeah. and now this is just each person's personal opinion. You can disagree with me. Many people do, and it's fine. But for me, I felt the characters were kind of blandish to me. Like, yeah. I just didn't care about them at all. So, I've completely, I cannot consider myself a true RPG fanatic because I've completely missed out on the Final Fantasy games. Because all the RPGs that I really loved, even back in this day, were honestly the ones with sort of the 2D art style. So, they were kind of already aged at the time, but the Final Fantasy games, to me, I don't know. I guess maybe they look too complex. I'm not sure what my deal was. I just never played them. But Final Fantasy IX has this very classic medieval swords of sorcery theme. The characters are sort of more cartoony. It just looks like a lot more fun. And if you take away the nostalgia, I've heard a lot of people say it really is the best PlayStation Final Fantasy. So I only put one Final Fantasy, sort of. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> no, I already know what the other one is then. But I, I think nine should be the one, which means Sony needs to change their one they already decided on and put uh, this one on. And they're going to because of us. Because of us, yes. Yeah. Trevor, my next one is the one that I've kind of hinted to you earlier when you got here. There was a game that I randomly got at Toys R Us because it was on sale, and I looked at the back, and I was like, I'll try this. Okay. This is like, it was only 20 bucks. So I took my little sheet of paper, like you used to do at the Awesome Toys R Us, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. And I got this game, and I went home, I put it in my PlayStation, and 
fell in love with it. I played this game maybe just as much as my basketball games. It's a racing game, and I was even more in love with this because you could crash into the water. <laughs> oh, I think I know what this is. Rally cross. Yes. The first rally oh. cross. When I was looking this up, I found out I didn't know this. There's a second one, and I found out both of them are fairly cheap. I'm gonna go back and get these two. I have to. So rally cross. This again, purely. I, this will not be on there. I know, but yeah. it's, this is purely for me nostalgia. I had to put rally cross on here. So it's not on my list, and I don't think you're gonna convince me you put it on. But here's one of the reasons. I got a surprise for you. I spent a while trying to remember what game it is I played with you, where you could crash off into the water and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, oh, it's rally cross. I went to our local game store and bought a copy. Oh, did you? So we can actually play it. I'm very happy yeah. about this. So, uh, yeah, I agree, but it's not going to be on the. <laughs> it's not going to be on this thing. Uh, and the next one is my other Final Fantasy game, which is not even in my wheelhouse. It's not really even a kind of game that I play. But for people who love this game, they say that you can sink hundreds of hours into it, which, if true, could justify the cost of the PlayStation Classic alone for some people. And that's Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Which, I keep hearing yeah. about this one a lot. Is this one... I know nothing about it. Is this one an RPG as well? It's very much a strategy RPG. Did you ever play Advance Wars for the Game Boy Advance? I know what it is. I've never played it, though. It's that basic style. Okay. It's, it's turn-based strategy. But there's still story. I think there's still, like, towns and stuff. But it's more of, like, a... Almost more of a board game, really, than a traditional RPG. Well, I might like that, then, because I do like board games. Some people have claimed that it's just... One of the best favorite games ever, still to this day. So I think it belongs. Yeah. But. All right, Trevor, uh, this one again is another nostalgia. We're getting to my nostalgia region here. Okay. Uh, this is one, it was actually for other systems too, and that's how we played it, because you got it on another system. Mm-hmm. But it's also on the PlayStation, and that is Rampage World Tour. <laughs> We've actually uh, covered it for the show, I believe. Yeah. And I, there's something about those Rampage games that are so simple and so stupid, man, yeah. that I love <laughs> And I already know it's not going to be on there. Yeah. And that's fine, but I had to put it on my list. Uh, I can't agree with you, which we'll get back to the argument phase. I can't agree with you just because, and I know this isn't even fair, but for me, this game is so Sega Saturn. Like, because that's how I played it. Yeah. Like, well, that's how, Sega, I played it. that's how I, I played know. it, too. But you're right. It's not, it was also a PlayStation game. Yeah. Did you know the Sega Saturn version sells for like 80 bucks now? Complete in box. Do you still have yours? I do. And I've come really close to putting it on eBay, but I have yeah. such good memories. I know. I remember opening the present with you over. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> I can't sell it, but man, I've been tempted. Because it's not that great of a game. We reviewed it for the podcast. Yeah. It's fun still. And it's goofy, which it's helps goofy, it. It's goofy, yeah. yeah. What's your next one? Uh, my, my next one is my final RPG. For crying out loud. It's, yours is nothing but RPGs. Yeah, there was, I counted because I felt bad, but it's seven. But again, I'm going to say, and I guess maybe I should say this for Patreon, but I feel like on the PlayStation... The RPGs are what still hold up. There's a reason they sell for like 60 bucks now each. I will say, in your defense, a lot of people, and I would even agree with this, despite the fact that RPGs are not my personal favorite, that it's the PlayStation is probably more known as an RPG machine than anything else. Yeah. For me, I was. That was my golden era of RPGs. It was a short-lived golden era. But that's Chrono Cross. See, this is another one I I know you've talked to me about before. Chrono Cross, to be fair and honest... I've not even come close to beating the game. I bought the soundtrack when I bought the game, and I've worn that soundtrack out. I played it. Oh, I thought you mean like you would whoop it. <laughs> no, yeah. So, I mean, everybody knows I'm like a cool person, right? Oh, oh everybody. Like, so, when I was homeschooled, uh, I would actually play the Chrono Cross soundtrack while I was doing my schoolwork. Yeah. Like, on loop for hours. Yeah, that's the coolest thing I've ever yeah. heard. 
But the game itself is pretty awesome too. It is not Chrono Trigger. It's a spiritual successor, but they really shouldn't be compared in my opinion. But I think it absolutely belongs on here. It's gorgeous. It sounds great. And uh, the story is insane from what I remember. So, All right, Trevor, uh, my next one. And uh, I'm going to shock you. Actually, I just realized what I did on my list. So let me, I'm going to be reactive on this. And you know what I realize is the reason it sounds like I have all RPGs, because all the ones that aren't RPGs, you're saying first. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> so that's I, I don't even get to talk yeah. about them. So I'm gonna, I want to do you a favor. Okay. I realize now looking at my remaining games I got here. Mm-hmm. That I have two from the same series. Uh-oh. So I'm going to take one out and bring back Castlevania. Okay, so we can check that yeah, one. Yeah, so we can check Castlevania. Um, but, so I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just going to keep going on my list, but Test Drive 5. Oh, Do wow. you remember the Test Drive games? Yeah. I love those games. They're kind of huh. like the, back in the day, it was either Need for Speed or Test Drive. Yeah. Those are the two series that were going on. Hmm. And for whatever reason, uh, I love the Test Drive games. So I went with five. That's the one that I had. Yeah. And I already, I feel like these are, were these on any other system, the test drive games at the time? I don't think they were on the Saturn, so what else would they have been on? I feel like there were some N64 test drive games, but they were totally different games. Yeah. So I'm going test drive five. You can probably put any test drive game right here, uh, but I'm talking about the ones that were not uh, four by four off-road or any of that stuff. These are the ones where you're in cars and stuff. I gotta be honest, I struggled with putting any racing game on here because I thought PlayStation... Well, I got another one coming up. <laughs> I thought the PlayStation racing you did R- games... You did RPGs and I did racing. Yeah, and I wanted to. Uh, in fact, well, maybe I should... I'll just wait to see if you mention it. But I struggled because I wanted... You know I love racing games. Yeah. But I struggled to think of any that hold up. That's why I put Crash Team Racing on here. I was going to put... And this is not on my list. I can go. I was going to put a NASCAR game just to have one on I there. I thought you would. But I didn't. <laughs> And I would totally love for there to be one on there because it would be hilarious. Yeah. But A, it's not going to happen. And B... They don't hold up. They don't hold up. <laughs> uh, so my next one is one I've not played, but I would love to play. I've heard amazing things about it. It's Klonoa, Door to Phantom Isle. i never heard of this. It is a like 2.5D platformer. I want to play it. So it looks beautiful. That's all you had to say. With yep. platformer, I'm on board. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The reviews are great. I really hope this is one of the ones on Did this there. come out like late in its lifespan or something? Honestly, I don't know. It probably did because it looks really nice. I'm only asking because if it's a platformer, most of those would come on my radar because I yeah. love platformers, but I've never heard of this. I see, this is to me, this is where the PlayStation could excel. The PlayStation. PlayStation. <laughs> In my opinion, games like the original Spyro can't touch this. Like, I bet you this da, is da, da, twice da. as good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't touch this. All right, so that's that's my next choice. So you've played that one? Is that what you said? I don't think I have. I don't think I've played the demo. Well, how can you say that Spyro doesn't touch it if you haven't played it? Just say it. Well, this is all hypothetical because I've not played either in years. Okay. But just looking at gameplay of it, if it plays half as good as it looks like it plays, there's no way it's going to be able to touch it. I will use this argument. Well, we're not in an argument stage yet. But I will say, any game, if you're just watching it and you don't know how it controls, looks fine. Well, I mean, even I mean, I've, I've been around the block a few times. No comments. <laughs> a 2D style platformer, to yeah. me... It's just going to hold up better than a 3D platformer with a directional pad and no analog stick. That's my argument. That's most games, though. Yeah, but this is a 2D style platformer. Okay. There's no way Spyro is going to hold up as well control-wise with a directional pad. I mean, I get what you're saying. You're not wrong. I mean, I'll be glad to be proven wrong, but I don't think it's going to happen. I understand. Uh, you're not wrong. I think all games, honestly, though, were kind of helped by the by the introduction of that. Anyway, yeah. this is my last racing game. I feel you got to have a Need for Speed game on here as well. And I went with the one that I love the most, and that's Need for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit, mm. where the cops would chase you. Love that game. I wore mine out, so yeah. I'm, I'm going with that. I very much thought about Need for Speed. Um, 
we covered Need for Speed on Sega Saturn, the yeah. first one. I wouldn't say it held up great. Hot Pursuit probably holds up a little better. I wanted to put one on here, but again, I just struggled to think of any PlayStation racing game that I would actually choose to play today over more modern racing games. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't put it on. What's your next one? I actually did put Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. All right, here's the thing. I didn't put any Tony Hawk's on mine, yeah. but I, I I really thought about it. Because those, those yeah. I don't think people realize it now, but those were humongous at one point. Oh, my goodness. Like, they kept coming out every year almost. And the hop was justified. Oh, they I were had, good. They were good. I had and and let us also say this. Let's also say this before you get into this. Yeah. Neither of us are... I've only tried to skateboard once. Terrible at it. And I, I never watched skateboarding. Yeah. It never appealed to me at all. Nope. But then I would play the heck out of Tony oh, Hawk's. Yeah. You had it on demo, right? Yeah. Okay. That's how I remember so playing it. the demo disc for this game on Dreamcast, I yes. promise you I put 20 plus hours into it. Easily just trying to figure out tricks and stuff? On one level. I mean... Honestly, they messed up in some ways by putting that demo out because it was so good. I didn't care that I couldn't play the other parks because <laughs> yeah. that one park was awesome. Yeah. But this game, honestly, I would rather play it on Dreamcast because I think it was the same game, just looked better on Dreamcast. Yeah. But it's an amazing game and it's a great value to have on here for that reason. Yep. So. Sure. My next one, I don't know if, I know you know this game. I only ever got to play it one time and I feel like it went up in price. So I won't be able to get it. But medieval. Oh man, I wish I'd thought of that. I don't yes. know what it is. You got this goofy skeleton type guy, yes. and I love this game. And it's oh, like a man. 3D action platformer yes. sort of. And I I don't know how much experience you have with this game, but I only got to play very little of it. Yeah. I think I rented it once, and I, I love it. <laughs> I played the demo and loved it. And recently, I'm talking a month ago. I decided I wanted to get this game, and I just haven't found a copy for a good price yet. It's it's not terrible, but it's like thirty something dollars. Yeah, yeah, I that's expensive really, for me. Yes, <laughs> I I will be willing to get rid of one of these RPGs to put that on here. Okay, I right. just didn't think about so it. I'm gonna put two stars next to this as a just a case, just as an argument. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm only have two games left because you knocked out so many of mine already. I only got one left. Oh really? Oh well, never yeah. mind. All right, math is bad for me. So Brave Fencer Musashi, another one. You're just saying words that just sound like a bunch of garbage mess to me. I'm pretty sure you would love this game. Again, guess how I played this. Demo disc? Demo disc. That PlayStation Underground was amazing. I used to get all those, and I'd also get the... Didn't Dreamcast have one, too? Yes. I'm able to get those, too. Oh, so good. Yeah. But Brave Fencer Musashi, I, it's been years and years. Again, it's a little pricier. It's like in the $40 plus range, which makes it a good choice to go in here. It is fully 3D. But it just has this old school action. I guess it's probably closest to Zelda. It's like action adventure, but mostly action. I think you would like it. It's it's very much. It's not an RPG at all. It's just very goofy <laughs> action game. Uh, I, I think it would be great. I would be willing to try it. I just never heard of it. Trevor, my last game is one we have reviewed for this podcast. Oh. I feel that despite graphically, it may not hold up near as well because it's going to be... Because at the time, it was one of the most realistic games ever. Medal of Honor. Oh, man. I, I come so close. I really did. One reason I didn't put it on here, I don't remember when that game came out, but it's hard to imagine playing it with the D-pad. I feel like, I feel like it really needed the analog stick. I might be wrong, but... But Sony's already said this is, as far as I know, they're not releasing another controller for this thing. I don't think they are. I think this is the so, original controller is coming with it. I'm just worried it just won't play well at all without the analog stick. But it does hold up well. Like you said, we reviewed it. Yeah. So I could be convinced. But And this is one of those yeah. games where 
I remember at the time being blown away by the scope and story of it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I I would want this game on there. I mean, since we played it, I've been wanting to go back and play it again. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> even though even though uh, time has passed us by and we're not good at it anymore. No, no. So I have one more game, and I had to mark out three different games because I kept forgetting games. Originally, I had Metal Slug X, which I marked out not because it's not amazing, but because it's not really a PlayStation thing. It's a Neo Geo thing. Um, Einhander, which was a Squaresoft shooter. Like I a, remember that one. It was a really cool game. It was sad to knock that off. And Jet Moto, because I have such good memories of it. You've talked about that game so much. But I had to knock those out because I forgot about Hot Shots Golf. Okay, I'm going to... I can be convinced to throw one of mine out for Hot Shots Golf. Okay. Because here's why. Those games I currently now own. I don't want to brag. <laughs> yeah, you're going to brag though. But uh, I've gotten to the PS2 collecting stage. That's the system I decided, hey... That's a system I never had. Yeah. And I want to go back and discover and enjoy these games. And I got three and four because, mm-hmm. was it the second one that y'all had? Y'all had one of those. It probably was. But we would play that game like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I really, really loved it because it's like a, it's the closest thing without being Mario Golf to yeah. being Mario Golf. Yeah. That, that that's And I don't remember if one or two was better. I would be happy with either one. Yeah. The reason they that replaced like Jet Moto for me is because I feel like it just holds up so much better it's, than Jet Moto. Um, yeah, so that's the list. So let's see. Definitively, uh, I think I've checked off all the ones that are definitive because we both agreed. We have Metal Gear Solid is making it onto the official PlayStation Classic. Yes. We have the first Crash Bandicoot. Yes. Twisted Metal 3. Yes. Tomba. Yes. Uh, Odd World Abe's Odyssey. Yes. These are not the ones I would have expected us to agree on. That's funny. <laughs> uh, let's see. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Right. Crash Team Racing. Tekken 3. And that's it as far as definite. So what is that? Is that like 8? Am I counting Two, that right? 3, 4, 6, 7, 8. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to look. Uh, let's just take turns. Like ones we feel super strongly about. Right. This is hard with all these RPGs because the ones... Some of the ones I feel really strongly about, but I got to be honest too. Do they really need to be on here? I'm um, I'm going to try to hear you out when it comes to your RPGs. Yeah, I don't want people to hate me because I was never an RPG guy. Well, I get why people love them. I just I have to connect with a character. Yeah, and if I don't connect with them, when I know I'm going to be spending twenty, thirty plus hours oh, with yeah. them, I have to connect with them. I mean, all these so self serious, super. I think it's half of it. That's I was just never a side note. Yeah. Side note. The reason I love Earthbound so much, and that's a game that's coming up soon for us on this show, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to do it, is because it does not take itself seriously whatsoever, mm-hmm. and the story is goofy fun. Yes. So. And when I look back, with almost no exceptions, all of the RPGs that I played and loved weren't so self-serious, and they had the hand-drawn beautiful art, which is part of what yeah. I loved about them. Which is why I want to see some of these, to be honest with you. Yes. Um, so you so, want to go, go first to make your case on one? <sighs> I'm going to do it just because I got to. I got to be true to my past. I'm going to put Lunar Silver Star Story complete because I think it holds up. I think it's beautiful. And it's just a game people haven't played. If it weren't for us making this list that Sony's going to obey without question, that's right. There's no way this would make it on there. Well, I'm going to but, shock you. Okay. Out of the power of friendship. Oh, no. I've decided in my mind I was going to at least give a pass to one RPG that you brought up. Oh, I hope I chose well. So, that's the one you brought up. That's the one I'm going to say. Let's put it on our defending right. list. That's nine games. What's yours that you just... First one you have to have. I have I have to have Medieval. 
Oh yeah, that's you know I don't have to think about that. I wish okay. I remembered it. All right. So medieval. So that's ten. So there's a hot ten. All right. So I feel like you know what? I'm going to go with Klonoa because I just feel like it deserves to be played by more people. And I have this hunch that it's going to hold up so well. I already forgot what that one was. I know it's one I had. That's the two and a half D RPG. It's not RPG. Sorry, platformer. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm with. I'm I'm going to agree with you because you said platformer, and I want to try it. I don't know how to spell it, but we're going to go with it. K L O N O A Klonoa. The word of Phantom Isle. All right, that's eleven. That's eleven. All right, Trevor. See which one I want to go with next. Okay, man. This is tough because I'm I'm trying to decide which ones that I think that I could convince you on. <laughs> yeah, that are from my list. You can always throw one out if it don't work. You can pick a different one. Uh, I'm going to go with this again. It's only going to go on this list if we both agree on it, and Sony put it on there because it's us. I'm going to go with the Rally Cross. I love that oh, game man. so much. <laughs> I truly do. Out of all my games I have on here. I have here, no idea if it holds up anymore. I don't know either. But I'll be honest, I would pick that before I would pick Test Drive. Need for Speed, I don't know though. Like I've, Need I, for Speed was pretty iconic. From what I remember, if they're going to, if somebody was a sane person mm-hmm. and they had to choose between Need for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit and Rally Cross, Need for Speed is going to be chosen. Yeah. I chose Rallycross just from nostalgia, purely. So, I feel like it was kind of an iconic game, too, because I don't remember ever being able to, to flip your car and stuff like Because you could kind of at least get up on your side, couldn't you? Oh, you could wreck. Yeah, I remember wrecking. That seemed kind of iconic at the time. Yeah, for us. Yeah. <laughs> you can see what's important to us in racing games. I feel like it's kind of a bad choice, but I don't have the heart to argue Wait. about it. Well, let's do this. All right. Let's be honest. All right. And since you think it's a bad choice, let me just put in Need for Speed 3 then. I feel like it's going to hold up better. Okay, let's go Need for Speed 3. I feel like we need one of these racing games. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't think of one that would hold up. I think that one has a chance of holding up. All right, let's do it. So Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, which is 12 games, Dirty Dozen. All right. What are you going for number 13? All right. This is tricky because I do have seven RPGs on here and you literally have none of them. <laughs> yes. So I And I know they're not all going to make it. And I've never heard of most of them. Yes. <laughs> And I really only have strong feelings about Lunar and Star Ocean Second Story. Well, I'm going to tell you this. So, it's hard for me to argue against any of them if I have no yeah, experience exactly. with them. Oh, man. Oof. I'm going to go and pull out Suikoden 2 because after all these years have passed, it's the one people keep talking about. And again, this is me talking out of my hat. Which isn't even a saying. <laughs> Do you but, hear that? Do you hear that? Your hat's talking. Oh, that's my hat talking. <laughs> I have a feeling it really does hold up that well because everybody talks about Final Fantasy, but for this game to have rise to like the cream of the crop, I feel like there's got to be something special to it. I want to experience it. Uh, I, I've not even played it, so I have no nostalgia. So I feel weird. I, I just, what do you think? I, I can't argue against it because I don't know it. Yeah, and it would feel ignorant of me to argue against a game I have zero knowledge of. You know, though, that we have 
eight more, including this one. We have eight I know, more to make it. That would be, but that would be my only argument, though, Yeah, is what you just said. Do you think you have eight games that should be on there more than that? Out of a personal taste, I do. Well. But it's out of a personal taste. Yeah. Well, can we table that one? All right, let's table it. Let's put, put a table next to it. There you go. All right, I was... This was tough, because when I mentioned it before, you had great memories of it, too. Mm-hmm. But your arguments were valid. Mm-hmm. However, I still feel Driver needs to be on here. Man, I do have wonderful memories of this game. Because this was before Grand Theft Auto 3. Right. And just driving around, and I know there were Grand Theft Auto games that were like the top-down view. Right. But it was different, because you're like in a 3D world. It felt like you were actually immersed in yes. it for once. But, even at the time, I remember the slowdown was almost crippling. The original wasn't as bad as the second one, from what I remember, as far as slowdown. Right. But the, the thing about Driver is it was ahead of its time, and it pushed the PlayStation past its limits, I think. Oh, man. I would I would gladly go back and play this game and review it. I can't remember if I currently have a copy. I would gladly review it for the show. But again, there's only 20 games that are ever going to be on this PlayStation Classic. Sony said they're not going to load any more on it. This is it. Yeah. I don't think I can agree with Driver being one of the 20. All right, well, I'm going to say this. Let's make this rule. If right. one of us disagrees with it, then it's out. All right. So since you disagreed with it, Driver's out. All right. It doesn't make me a little sad, but... It's going to make you more sad because I'm going to disagree with whatever you bring up next. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If it's good, I'm going to agree with it. Oh, let's see. This is tricky because a lot of the ones left for me are just... I just want you to know, I've allowed two RPGs on here so far, I right? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go Final Fantasy Tactics because there's nothing else like it on the system. And so many people say it's unequaled. And even if I never play it, you got to have something on there for the fans of like the deep strategy games. I'm going to say, like this is another game that I've heard of a lot. I'm definitely, obviously, I know of it. And again, I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to Game Dave, and I'm sorry to all the people who love Final Fantasy games. I can never get into them. Mm-hmm. Never remotely cared yeah. at all. They did nothing for me. Yeah, it's tough for me to agree on this. I will say this, yeah. however. I'm going to back you up on this one aspect. I feel for a Sony PlayStation Classic, something that's supposed to represent the Sony PlayStation, right. you have to have at least one Final Fantasy game on there. I'm going to allow you one. So oh. you got to choose between that or the Final Fantasy 9. That is... That, I'm going to allow you that much, but only one of those is going to make it. All right, I'm going to do this. Final Fantasy Tactics may be the deeper game. But if you're allowing one, I'm going to say Final Fantasy Nine. Okay. Because you've got to have a core Final Fantasy game if you're on a PlayStation system. Okay. And I know that Sony chose seven, but I'm choosing nine. All so. right. <laughs> so they're going to choose nine now. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We have that. So that's thirteen. We have that. We have that clout. Uh, I think the next one I really want on there, and you're going to disagree with this one because we played it for the show, is Medal of Honor. I have such great memories uh, of it. I love the fact. To yeah. me, this was the first game that really immersed me in a story in a video game mm-hmm. uh, it almost at the point in time seemed almost impossible because i mean we were, i mean don't get me wrong i love mario but you don't play mario to get immense get immersed in the story no <laughs> you don't uh, but this one i remember just adoring this game and i replayed this game so many times what you said about the analog is very true so here's the i can't disagree with you on that it came out in 1999 right which was after the dual shock I totally agree with you. Here's the question. Would it even be playable without the DualShock? I can't remember 
Did it use the second stick for like the camera control? Uh, it's been it's been a couple days since we played it. I don't think it, it did because it was still that classic style. It took us a while to get used to the controls. I'm gonna allow it. You know what? Maybe it's not perfect without the analog stick, but it's an iconic game, and it was a game that pushed the PlayStation unlike any other at the time. So I'm gonna allow it. That's 14 games. All right, um, Trevor. What do you think yep. 15 should be? Um, did we decide on Need for Speed Hot Pursuit? Yes. Okay. Oh, I think probably Rayman. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say you know how much I love Rayman. Yeah. So that's a good choice because you don't want to. That's say probably yes my last it. easy choice, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's still five games left. I still have a bunch of RPGs, so I'm gonna have to give some. You're gonna have to give some. The question is. Well, I've already. going to represent the place. I've already. Well. I've already let you kill off my beloved driver. Just so you know. Yeah, I know. I've allowed that. Uh man. So we got Medal of Honor. So I'm gonna get off. So I don't say it again. What about? What about Dino Crisis? I do like that choice. I think that this, to me, you need some iconic games for this list, yeah. but also you need some. That maybe didn't get as much of love as yeah. it had in the beginning. Because you've already kind of had a couple of those. Neither one was put Resident Evil on our list. I thought about it. I did too, to be yeah. honest. I just never cared. I didn't. Yeah. I never got into those. But, you know, you think Resident Evil and you think PlayStation. However, for me, Dino Crisis is always the more fun one. I'm going to allow Dino Crisis, and then I'm going to pick an RPG. Okay. And I hope you'll remember from five seconds ago. All right. Because that's already 16. There's only four left. So, so here's the deal. Let you listening at home who have played some of these. Um, I have Chrono Cross, I have Star Ocean, the second story, and I have Tales of Destiny 2. Alright, let me ask you this, out of those three, mm-hmm. which one, if you were to have me try one, do you think has the, I have the best chance of liking? Because mm. you know how I definitely am. definitely not be Chrono Cross. <laughs> okay. It would either be Tales of Destiny 2, because it's 100% hand-drawn, Oh, or Star Ocean, the second story. Honestly, I think you would like either of these. Star Ocean, the second story, the characters are 100% hand-drawn. Okay. And they look cool. But the backgrounds are like um, like Resident Evil. They're pre-rendered. Okay. And I think it's beautiful. And it's action. You run around. You you have direct control of your character. Right. There's no turn based on that one. Right. Correct? And Tales of Destiny 2, oh, it's been a while. It's very action-oriented as well. And it's completely 2D. I'm going Star Ocean, the second story. And this is probably nostalgia speaking because I actually played through it and I didn't play all the way through Tales of Destiny 2 because it became valuable and I sold it like a moron. <laughs> I never got it back. So I'm going to start Ocean Second Story and most people probably wouldn't agree with that. But it does. It still gets a lot of great reviews well, today. our list is the one that Sony's picking so yeah. they're going to deal with it. So you okay with that being number 17? Uh, you convinced me. I want to try right. it just from how apparently it looks. It sounds like it looks awesome. All right. And it has a very sci-fi story as well which is very different. So we got three spots left. Just three, yep. My issue is most of the ones I have left are ones that I know you already kind of downed a little bit for this. Well, I think we're down enough. Do you want to say the three you have left? And I'll say the... I think I have like three left. I have more than three. Okay, never mind. I've been way Just more... Just pick your next favorite. I've been way more open to you. Well, no, I have one, two, three. No, actually, I have a bunch left. It's just no. I already knew you already ruled out. 
Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> I, I, I'll just list you the ones right. I have left, and then you list me the ones you have left. Okay. Spyro, Tomb Raider, Army Man 3D, Rampage World Tour, which I'm going to go and throw World Tour out. Test Drive 5. That's the ones I have left. Spyro all day long. Out of those, it belongs. And my judgment probably isn't fair, because maybe it does hold up. I'm just feeling like... <laughs> I'm comparing it... I bought Croc for my Sega Saturn recently. I don't know why. I just did. Because yeah. I always remember thinking that game looked kind of bad even back then. Yeah. And it is because it's a 3D platformer of how to analog stick. I mean, there's a reason Mario 64 was revolutionary. And to be fair, to back up what you've been saying, one of the things that really... Well, there's a lot of things that killed Bubsy 3D. But one of the things that really hurt it was there's no analog uh, and it needed that desperately. But it's totally iconic. And so I agree. Spyro should be on there. Okay. Which only leaves us with two, right? Right. What? Which ones do you have left? Okay, so I have left Tales of Destiny 2, which is another RPG, but it's very action-based. And graphically would 100% hold up. Then I have Suikoden 2, which we tabled, just because everybody says how amazing it is. Then I have Chrono Cross. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to go and mark off Chrono Cross out of a goodwill effort. <laughs> because it really... It's like Final Fantasy IX. It's one of those big, epic, graphical showpiece type games. Okay. So we already got Final Fantasy IX. Then I have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, Brave Fencer Musashi, and Hot Shots, Go- Hot Shots Golf. Okay, I'm going to tell you, for me, out of ones you have left, it's either going to be Hot Shots 2 or Tony Hawk. Oh, man. So I'm going to say you pick one of those and that one goes on here. Personally, I'd rather play Hot Shots Golf, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is an absolute classic. So which one do you want to go with? I'm, I'm okay with either one of these. You know what? This is my list. I'm going Hot Shots Golf. There you go. I like how you think. All right. Yeah. Tony Hawk's out then, I guess, unless... Well, we'll leave it. That's probably out. Because there's only one left, right? Yeah. All right. So we've got to both agree on this one. Uh, I still have Gran Turismo. I forgot to bring that one up. Oh, yeah. And that one's Screams PlayStation. Let me look that up. See if it came out before the analog... If it came out before the analog stick, I feel like it should work without the analog stick, you know? I want. I don't remember. I can't say. I don't remember. So I don't know. 1990, huh? When did it come out? Okay, it was published by Sony in 1997. Okay, so it predated the analog stick. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, let's yeah. do it this way. All right. We each pick one game, and then we're going to battle those out and see which one gets this last okay. spot. I'm going to pick, even though I was never a big Gran Turismo fan, I feel it, it should be on this list. Yeah. So I'm picking that for me. What, do you, what about you? So of my choices of Tales of Destiny 2... Suikoden to Brave Fencer Musashi and Tony Hawk. I've only played one of those. I've only played, well, I played Tony Hawk and Tales of Destiny 2. Uh, this is going to be a weird battle, but I'm going to put <laughs> Suikoden 2 against Gran Turismo. Because I feel like you know what's weird, it though? should be on here. Gran Turismo to me, I think maybe the one of the reasons that it didn't appeal to me besides the fact that you couldn't flip your car. Yeah. It almost felt like it was an RPG of cars to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. there was so much in it. So I don't. How about we let, like, what's the source? Like, game rankings or game FAQs, whichever one has, like, the highest rating. We go with that Because literally, we don't have a dog in this fight. I'm with you. Let's do it. So which one of those two has okay. the higher rating? That's the one we're going to go with. I mean, I'll, I'll, I would personally rather... Uh, who do you want to use? Game rankings or game FAQs? Which one, do you, which one do you use Let's more? do game FAQs because okay. like hundreds of people rate on there. Um, I think Suikoden so 2 would hold up a lot better, but Gran Turismo is known by a lot more people. Yeah. So they're both legit. And I do remember Gran Turismo getting a lot of great reviews when it came out. Are we going by the user ratings like... 
from today, like, you know what I mean? No. Whatever whatever it says right now is the score we're going with. Is that like what you're this asking? This user rating or the re- like that. <laughs> if you go to game FAQs, like 947 people have rated Gran Turismo 3.93 out of 5, which they are super harsh on games there. Yeah. Do you want to go by that or do you want to go by like game rankings, which was critics? Let's do game rankings. Okay. That's probably more fair. So we can intuit what a one on game FAQs, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but we'll go by what critics at the time said. That seems fair. All right, I'm bringing up game rankings myself. I'll look up Gran Turismo okay. and you look up... That game that we can't pronounce? Yeah, because you know how to spell it and I don't. This is... Uh, I hate my phone flipping changed mine to, to Gran Turismo. Oh, wow. I think Gran Turismo is going to win. Suikin 2 is one of those games that I feel like has became more appreciated as time went by. Because at the time, the reviews weren't as crazy high as I thought. Well, I had to put mine in twice because my phone said it was Grand Tourism. So just to give an idea, IGN in 1999 gave Suikoden in 2 a 9 out of 10. Um, GameSpot gave it a 7.6 out of 10. But overall, it only averaged... Um, why did my percentage go away? It averaged 80.64, which I'm sure is lower than Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo averaged 94.95. Wow. Well, everything was either the lowest score I see on here is uh, GameSpot, which is eight point six out of ten. Well, there you go. So we can a two was more of a, I think one of those games that has improved over time, but by our own metric, it has to be Gran Turismo. So Trevor, let's give our final list. Let's right. go ahead and say it, uh, and then also after that, please, uh, please tell us what games you guys want on this list. I'm very, I'm always open to hearing about yeah. new games that I haven't heard of. Or ones I don't have that much experience in. So please tell us games that you feel should be on there. Just personally. I'm 100% sure the list we came up with is different than what anybody else's would be. <laughs> and, and it should be. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Alright, so we had Metagear Metter. We had Metter Metter Gear Solid. Which I totally think is good. Right, we'll just take turns. Metter Gear Solid. And then a game that's just like that. Uh, Lunar Silver Star, Silver Star Story Complete. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just need to, We wrote these out of order. So we don't have the same order. You just read them all. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. We have Star Ocean, the second story, Crash Bandicoot, Twisted Metal 2, Rayman, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, Tomba, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Final Fantasy IX, Crash Team Racing, Tekken 3, Klonoa, Door to Phantomile, Hot Shots Golf, Medieval, Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, Medal of Honor, Dino Crisis, and Gran Turismo. That's I like that as a good mix. That's a really good mix of different styles of games and stuff. It's not too RPG heavy, but I feel pretty good about the non-RPG games that are on here. Yeah. We're at least iconic for their time, whether they hold up 100% or not. I would want this system. Yeah. So Absolutely. So please, uh, uh, when you hear this, uh, just please comment when we post about this episode, the games you want on this list. Mm-hmm. We're, we want to hear it. We want to know what you guys think. Uh, Trevor... Now it's time for us to shut up for a little bit. And uh, what do you think? Should we roll a controller? A controller? Should we roll a controller? Roll a controller. Yeah, Chris, roll a controller.
Vegemite, the delicious spread, provides the vitamin B1 your family needs daily. Be sure you put Vegemite next to the pepper and salt whenever you set the table. My mouth hurts from talking so much. <laughs> Mine too. So we need to shut up and then... And, uh, but before we can shut up, let's do the... Bliss Quiz! That was terrible. Do you realize our Dig Dug 2 episode is going to be like three hours long? Yep, because that list. <laughs> so we wanted to do that list. Here's uh, a little insight. We were trying to decide if we should do that list Patreon only or not. Yeah. But we felt like everybody should deserve to hear that yeah. dribble. <laughs> In hindsight, maybe it should have been Patreon only. In hindsight, yep. Trevor, for a Bliss Quiz, did I make you? I made you go first yeah. on the review. Okay. First thing up for me, Trevor, the IMDb game. Mm-hmm. You have to guess what the IMDb score is of the movie Holes. Came out in 2003, starring Shia LaBeouf, Sigourney Weaver. The uh, Have you ever seen this movie? I've seen it. I don't think I've even heard of it. All right, a, wrongfully, a wrongfully convicted boy is sent to a brutal desert detention camp where he joins uh, where he joins the job of digging holes for some mysterious reason. I picked this because digging was in it. Sixty-seven thousand five hundred and eight people reviewed this film out of ten. What did the review average out to? Sixty-six thousand reviews. Yep. Six point four. How close do I have to be? Did you say point five, or did you say? I was going to say point five, but now it's going to feel like a cop out because it was seven out of ten. So you <laughs> missed it by point one. All right, fine. <laughs> huh? I don't remember that. Anyways, Johnny. Yes. Your questions are also digging themed. Okay. Which of these is not a real game? All right. Is it The Dig, Dig Dog, Digging Bones, Dig or Die, Dig It, Cat Mine, Drill Mine, and Level Up Your Own Cute Cat Miner? <laughs> I guess that last title is just one title. Okay. So The Dig, Dig Dog, Digging Bones, Dig or Die, Dig It, Cat Mine, Drill Mine, and Level Up Your Own Cute Cat Miner. I'm trying to pick which one was not real. Yes, all the others are real. Oh, for crying out loud. The first one. I just taking a wild shot in the dark. The Dig. Yeah. That is real. Digging bones I made up. And this digging... They all sound the same. This ridiculous one is why I hate app gaming. Literally, it tells what it is in the dig it, cat mine, drill mine, and level up your own cute cat miner. I'm not going to lie. I want to play just to see how bad it is. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It it can't be good at all. So we're zero for zero. Good and great. Trevor, uh, this is not the eBay game, but it's very similar. It's the Facebook... Uh, what do you call it? Where they sh- where you can shop for stuff? The Facebook yard oh, sale page, Facebook marketplace, marketplace, yeah. the Facebook marketplace game. Okay. So how much? You got to get within ten percent. I'm going to make you do the math on that. What was for sale, Trevor? Well, I'll tell you. Wedding decor. Mm-hmm. And the reason I picked this is because out of all the pictures, one of the decor uh, was a sign that said "wedding" attached to a shovel. Okay. It was mostly signs to tell you what it was. It was a lot of signs. Uh-huh. It was a lot of them. They looked fairly nice. Uh, but that's basically all you're buying here. Trevor, how much were they asking for? Now, just so everybody knows, I'm sure people know this. If you go through Facebook Marketplace, you'll see everything from a dollar when they're not wanting a dollar. Yeah. They want way more than that. Two ridiculous numbers. So what do you think I did here? So this wasn't like So this wasn't what they're actually wanting. This is what they said they want. This was the price they listed for it. Yeah. Ten thousand dollars. 
that's nowhere near 10%. They were not that crazy. Okay. So they were wanting $1,230. Well, uh, Johnny, yep. we're both zero points. We're doing terrible. You have a 50-50 shot, at least, on this one. Oh, good, good, good. True or false? Okay. So you got to listen closely and decide if this whole statement is true or false. All right. Japan-only game, Dig Dug Island, is the multiplayer PC version of Dig Dug 2. It was Namco Bandai's top moneymaker in 2008. True or false? False. Yeah, that was kind of easy because there's a lot of stuff that could be untrue. <laughs> you put it's a lot all of- true except it only lasted like 10 months and they shut the servers down. <laughs> really? Yeah, so now it's unplayable. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I kind of want to try. It looked kind of cool. All right, Trevor, uh, this was a multiple choice. So you got a 25% chance to get this one right. All right. You've always heard a thing where we could dig a hole straight through the earth to China. Yes. Okay, Trevor. Technically, if you did it from the United States, you would end up in the ocean. Yeah. What country would you need to start in in order to dig a hole straight to China? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to give you a list of four. Uh, one of them I already gave away, so it's going to help you out. So All technically, right. it's a list of three. A was America, and I already told you that was not right. Huh. So do not pick A. I'm helping you out here. Yeah. B, Argentina. C, Brazil. D, Mexico. Oh, my goodness. Argentina. Trevor, you, sir, got yourself a point. Oh. It's Argentina. That's a lucky guess. All right, it's one to one. If you get this right, you beat me. If not, you're landing a stupid tie. Which of these is not a top ten all-time grossing arcade game? Okay. So, which machine is not a top 10 grossing machine? <laughs> That's, a weird, That's a weird way to put it. What a grossing machine. As far as number of arcade machines sold. Okay. Is it Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, NBA Jam, Centipede, Mortal Kombat, which is not a top 10 selling arcade cabinet? Wow. The others are top 10. These are all classic ones. Yep. I made I made a hard on purpose. Do you want the list again? Yeah, please. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, NBA Jam. Centipede, Mortal Kombat. Oh my gosh. This is hard. I don't think I would get this right. I'm just going to take a random guess go Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is the number eight. <laughs> Did I get it wrong? Technically, I missed the question up. <laughs> I don't think this would have changed your answer. Okay. It's actually Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, but okay. either way, it was wrong. Okay. Both Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 are both on Well, that didn't break your question, yeah. though, because yeah. it's still wrong. So the original Mortal Kombat, if you're curious, was number 9. Mortal Kombat 2 was number 8. Wow. Um, uh, Donkey Kong is number 10. NBA Jam is number 5. Pac-Man was number 1. Yeah. And Centipede was not on the list. That's it, shocking. It's got to be top 15. But, it has to be. You would think yeah. so. Oh, all right. Yeah. So 1 to 1. Great. It's a tie. Yeah. That's how we love ending yeah. things. Speaking of many things, Trevor, I think it's time for us to give a quick shout-out to our Patreons. What do you think? Yes, to end this bloated episode. This is going to be 15 hours long. Yes. So, if you head on over to Patreon.com and get all that free stuff. I'll tell you what we're doing. What? Uh, we're taking over for those other shows. <laughs> yeah. That, that uh, We'll do two or three hours. That's what we're going to yes. do now. Yeah, I never wanted to do that, but nope. we kind of did this time. But I liked our list. All right, thank you, Nick Stevens. Thanks, buddy. Keith Jones. Gracias. Bradley Boson. Dig, 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 dig. Daniel Chavez. Dug, 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 dug. Michael Thompson. Dig, 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 dig. Timothy McGowan. Dig, 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 dig. Caleb Dixon. Dig, 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 dig. Andrew Coed. Dig, 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 Peter Panda. Dig, 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 dig. Anthony Mullen. Anthony Mullen. Dig, dig, dig. Jason Bennett. Dig, 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 dig. Christopher M. Scholes. Dig, 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 dig. Sean Fritz. Dig, 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 dig. Jason Wilson. Dig. 
Keith Farnham. Doug. And get this. Dig Dougie. Dig Dougie. Yeah. Dig Dougie. The most appropriate. Yep. Diggity Dougie. Thank episode. you. Thanks to all of you. We very much appreciate it. It warms our cold souls. Yes. That you all appreciate us enough to donate to this show. Uh, and stay tuned if you do donate, because you're going to get, for only a dollar a month, a Patreon-exclusive episode, Trevor. Tell them real quick what we're about to record. So we're about to record a Patreon episode about our overall opinions of sort of of many consoles in general, but the PlayStation Classic especially, and how we think that will compare to the N64 Classic when it comes out. And I'm even going to give some opinions of both of those compared to the Neo Geni... Neo Geni. <laughs> the Neo Geo Mini. I want it to be called the Neo Geni now. Though. Which is a new thing. <laughs> the Neo Geni. Uh, and we're going to jumble all that up and yeah. come out with a fun episode. And our Patreon episode is brought to you by the Neo Geni. The Neo Geni and Vegemite. <laughs> That's right. By the way, leave us a five-star iTunes review or we're going to quit recording the podcast. <laughs> we are? No, I like doing this. I do too. But seriously, though, we've not had a new iTunes review in 18 years. It's been a while. And it's getting depressing. It's been a stain. So please, please review. Uh, I know you're probably tired of podcast begging for that. But the truth is, it helps the show grow. Yeah. Even if you don't use like Apple Podcasts or whatever, iTunes reviews are a separate thing, which I'll be honest, I'm an idiot. I didn't realize that. Yeah. iTunes reviews are their own thing, and they're like the number one way that podcasts get spread, from what I understand. Yeah. It's with like, hey, this podcast is cool, and it starts showing up in search engines. And if we get big enough, that we can buy our lunch and our dinner with our Patreon money. That's a success. I'll be happy enough to do this for another five years. I'm with you 100%. So, so that's our goal. We want to be able to buy lunch and dinner. Yep. So that's when we meet twice a month for this. Yep. So remember, that's for us. That's what, about $400? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, as always, peeps, we uh, loves and appreciate you all. Uh, hugs, hugs, kisses, and kisses. Bye-bye. Dig dug diggity dog.